Welcome to our weekly Church on the Rock podcast. For more information, visit us at churchak.org, download our Church on the Rock AK app, or like us on our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy our weekly podcast. Lord, we thank you for your omnipresence. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you've made your home in some of us in this place. God, I pray that you'd reveal what you want to be revealed and that you would let those things that we're not ready for yet, let those fall to the wayside. And I just pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So Pastor Chris asked if I would give a little bit and share um, a little bit of what's passionate about, and that's about worship, but the topic praise, psalms of praise. And I'm going to give you just some biblical words of praise. Don't know if you know this, but in your Bibles... There's seven Hebrew words of praise, and we're not going to go scuba diving. I'm going to try to keep it up, you know, to the surface so everybody can understand, but I am going to throw some out there, but you can write these things down, and I was transformed by this, but one of the words is tehillah, and this word is the spontaneous worship, and this is something that you would actually see corporately where I'd say, sing a new song unto the Lord, and that's actually from a place of knowing him, Right? When you know somebody, you talk about them. And so this is from that private time with the Lord. And so corporately, yes, there's power that happens. But I'd encourage you, church, to go home, practice these things. And everything that I say, it's not just corporately, but it's also privately. And so Tehillah, that spontaneous praise. And there's a scripture I want to read, Psalms 22, verse 3. Yet you are holy, you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. That's us, church. That's us. We have been grafted as Gentiles into that family. Hallelujah. Amen. And so with that, when we worship and we sing that Tehillah, that new song, not Tequila, don't get me wrong, okay? Tehillah. (laughs) Some are like, amen, but Tehillah. And that word is what he's enthroned upon. Isn't Isn't that something? Then we have another word. It's called Zamar. Zamar. And it's praise by making music with an instrument. And so sometimes you'll hear me say, you know, drums, you know, like prophesy on your instrument. Musicians, prophesy on your instruments. And I'm not like, I want you to shred. I want you to rock out and show everybody how talented you are. There's a purpose. In every praise, there's a purpose. And if we don't understand that, then it just becomes noise, like clanging cymbals. But there's purpose behind what we do and how we do it. And so I would encourage you, again, it's not just corporate, but it's also private. Take it home. Zamar. Um, There's a scripture I want to read. It's Psalms 144, verse 9. It says, I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises with a ten-stringed harp. So that's just what we do. We listen and obey. That's what he says. So we practice that. And you'll see that happen on a Sunday. Todah. This is another word. I'm going to kind of go through some of these a little quicker now. Todah, which is praise through confession and thanksgiving. Another one is Shabbat. This one's fun. And just sum that one up, it's basically praise at volume. That little amp, how it got turned up on that little bumper video. A shout. It's a shout. That's why you'll hear us get loud. It's not just because we're getting rowdy. (laughs) Because we're becoming rowdy because of knowing who he is and what he's done for us. So we testify, right? 
And there's another one that's called halal. This one's fun. It's wild, undignified praise. I don't know about you, but I need to grow in this area personally. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not quite there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling that, all right. And then I look around I'm like, maybe I'm moving too much. But honestly, there's joy in the house of the Lord, meaning like we, could, we should be able to come in and dance before the Lord like David danced, undignified, right? Unbridled in that way. There's another word. It's called yada. We do this quite often. And it's to praise with lifted hands. You're just offering your surrender, offering your, your, your devotion to the Lord and saying, God, you are my Lord. Barak. This is another one. Praise on your knees. This also means to bless, to kneel, to salute. And um, there's a scripture I want to read. It's in Psalm 63, verses 3 through 4. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise, that word praise, Barak, you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. I'm going to read this. So here in the psalmist says, I will praise you as long as I live. He is committing himself to God in devotion and service for the rest of his life, which is a part of adoration. So recently, I was actually wrestling with this word Barak, personally. And I was like, when is the last time I actually did this and practiced this at home or away from the church corporate worship? And there's something that happens when you do it alone in private before the Lord. The Father sees. He sees. And it's not for a show. It's not for anything else but because your devotion, your adoration. And then I started being hard on myself. And I was like, when's the last time I did that, Lord? Think of that song. So when I fight, I fight on my knees. Right? The song that we sing. With my hands lifted high. Oh, God. That song. And I was like, when's the last time I did that in private? And I realized, I'm like, oh. But the Lord is so good. He's so kind. He's like, son, you did it like a few weeks ago. <laughs> Don't be hard on yourself. And so he reminded me of this moment. It was at night, and I was just, I just got hit with this feeling. And I wrestle with it from time to time. But it's this feeling of being alone, knowing that I'm physically alone without a partner, without a wife, because that's what I long for. But one of the things that the Lord met me with is I actually invited him into that place of loneliness. I said, God, I need you to fill this core value, this core value that I have, this core thing in me. It's never going to be fulfilled by another person. It never will be. It's never, it never was meant to be, but it's to be an addition to that. And so for me, knowing and understanding, the enemy would like to take that and kind of twist that, lie, you know, make you feel like you're alone. But he's present. He's with me. He's made his home in me. So I invited him in that place, and I remember just weeping and crying. I didn't sing a song. <laughs> I didn't say, oh, God, I'm so in. I find. I didn't do that. But what I did was is I prayed. I barocked before him. And I said, God, you are king, and I'm going to trust you. And so these are some of the words that I would encourage you, as you see the word praise in, your, in the book of Psalms, as you read the scriptures, there's a little bit more behind them. So if you want to go scuba diving, I'd encourage you to do that. Get to know these words. Yeah. Thank you, V. Excellent. Appreciate your insight there. You know, it's amazing how, uh, thank you for personalizing that too, because praise can be inserted in so many areas of your life and make a difference. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's what Psalms 150 verse 6 says. So do you have breath? And the answer would be, yes. Well, that means you then. Everybody in this room is called to praise God. As a matter of fact, uh, not everything that in creation that has breath praises God. There's a lot of things that don't have breath that praise and bring glory to God. A lot of stuff like rocks, plants, trees 
his creation. They honor God. Psalm 96 says, let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. All, that means the fish too, right? Let all the field exult and let everything in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy as the wind blows through their leaves. They're making a sound that glorifies God because it says in Isaiah 55, let the trees of the fields clap their hands. All of creation gives glory to God simply because it has been created by God and honors his creator. Man, God is good. It's all around us things are praising. You know, the only people who would argue that would be humans. But Jesus addressed that as well because he said, look, if the humans don't praise me, the rocks are going to start crying out. All around us, rocks will be crying out. So praise, this is something about praise though. And I'm going to be throwing, a, we're going to just rifle through a bunch of points here and I'm going to hit some high points. I can't get through everything today. There's so much more, so much more to talk about on this topic. There's a lot of psalms that I'll throw out there, but one of them uh, we're going to get to really requires us. Praise it must be intentional. You must engage yourself. You must, by your own will, engage God. It's not a spectator activity. It's something you must participate in. Psalms 51.15, O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Psalms 63 says, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will, I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands, which is another expression of praise as Fidencio gave reference to. So you have to be intentional. You have to engage God in this. Because look, praise isn't for you. We get that. Praise is for God. He's worthy of our praise. But anytime you do what God tells you to do, what you should do, you get blessed by it. It's, you, you get the better end of the deal, actually. We praise God because, well, it's really good for us. It's good for us. You get something out of it. Now, praise, um, obviously, I praise God because he deserves it. Uh, I wouldn't be alive without God. That's why we began with everything that has breath, praise the Lord. That's a reminder that you were being sustained. You have air in your lungs because of God. That's reason enough right there to exalt your creator, the living God. Everything in my life I owe to him. That's a reminder of that. Now, the Bible, again, is chock full of benefits for you and I when we walk this out, when we live it out. But something else I want to address, because I think this becomes a point that we wrestle with, especially if you're a new believer, is praise can be very emotional saying, but I'm not sure if I want to do that because I'm not a real emotional person or to show my emotion in a public setting. Well, I'm just not used to that. Well, praise can be emotional and praise really much of the time is emotional. Let me just give you a few Psalms. Psalm 63, my soul will be satisfied as with the fat of rich food and my mouth will praise you with what? Joyful lips. Psalm 20, may we shout for joy over your salvation. Psalm 32, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalm 33 says, shout for joy in the Lord, all you righteous. Praise befits the upright. A lot of joy, a lot of joy happening there, bubbling over. Now, you're made in the image of God, and God's an emotional being. Therefore, he created you with emotions. And um, if we're afraid 
and in a sense deny our emotions because we're not really comfortable with showing them or expressing them even through praise. But the Bible does express or explicitly dem- uh, call us to do that, to move in that direction. And maybe attempt or get used to that a little bit more than maybe we already have because God created us to be a people of praise. Now, if God didn't want you to feel emotion, he wouldn't have given you emotion, but he gave you emotions so that you can express them. Um, you might be thinking, well, I'm not sure church is the place I want to I wanna get too excited and too carried away. Although, if you're in the stands and your son is playing football and gets a good tackle or scores a touchdown, so hard not to run, jump to your feet and shout a little bit and, yes, yeah, my kid out there, yeah, and just, you know, lose it and feel really good about doing it. Why? Because you're a fan. Any fans in the room? Any fans of your kids? Yet if we get a little excited in church and raise our hands, we're called a fanatic. How many think there's something wrong with that? Yeah, come on. Let's get real here because um, it's actually more normal to get excited and shout praises to our living, loving God who made us, saved us, loves us, cares for us, delivered us, protects us, and can't wait to spend eternity with us. My goodness! If any place in this world that we should be set free to have a little expression should be in this place right here, the church of the living God with the family of God. That's why we can come out here and we can lift our hands to God and say, Touchdown, God! You did it again! You got me through another week! I praise you! And I will lift my voice and my hands to you because you have delivered me! Oh my goodness! Get free in who God has created you to be. And let joy flow. Let there be a joyful sound. So, Psalm 63 says, So I will bless the Lord as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. (laughs) You know, when your heart moves, your heart does move when your body moves, in a sense. It really does. You might be thinking, well, I don't sing very good. I can't sing. Well, not a lot of us can sing good. Not everybody is blessed with good chops. Psalms 95 says this though, Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Twice there you got noise and songs in the same sentence. I think God was trying to make a point. Make a loud noise because God is moved by the sincerity of your heart, not the sound of your voice. God wants to hear your voice because he gave you that voice. He wants to hear your praise. He wants to hear your voice that he gave you, not somebody else's. Let's just make a decision. God, I'm not going to stand here and be silent and let everybody else tell you how much I love you because I don't like the sound of my voice. Amen? Yeah, God, uh, God wants to hear your voice, the sound of your voice, and the sound of your praise. It's a good sound. By the way, um, you know what we're going to be doing in heaven? Oh, we're going to be making all kinds of racket in heaven. It's going to be beyond what we could ever imagine. Joy unspeakable, the Bible says, and full of glory. There's going to be a lot of praise going on, so let's practice really good down here so when we get there, we don't have to be schooled by the angels, huh? Yeah, let's get real good at it now so when we get there, hey, I've been practicing this. I know what I'm doing now. Come on. And so you get with it. Hey, you know one of the benefits of praise? Praise lifts my spirit. 
Uh, that's the first thing, really, I think we need to really pay attention to right off here because uh, you could come to church extremely tired and exhausted and discouraged and fatigued. Anybody ever come to church feeling like that? Sure you have. Praise is a mood enhancer. Yeah, it's going to enhance your mood. It's going to make you a little happier. Is that okay? Come on, man, I used to work on the slope back in the 80s. I'd go up there, work for a week, get all drained and dried out, and hanging around a bunch of heathens and just slugging it out. And then I'd come home, and I could not wait to get in church, man. It was like, oh, I just need to get in church with my family and corporate worship, and it would just lift me. It would just, I felt cleansed and lifted. It was amazing. I just hungered. I craved it. There's just something about coming together and lifting his name on high. It just does something. This corporate setting. There is power in this gathering. So if you're feeling a little dry, a little malnourished, spiritually weary and depressed, discouraged, praise will break you out of it. Psalm 63, I like what David said here. He said, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My, my flesh faints for you. Oh, he's hungering for God. Why? He says, man, I'm in a dry and weary land where there's no water. That's what he's feeling like in his soul. He says, my soul is like parched spiritually. So I have looked upon your sanctuary. I run back to you in a sense, and I behold your power and your glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Little down, put on your praise. Get it on. See, Psalms 21 says, though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with the bows because be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. No matter what opposition you're facing, you get your focus off your problems around you and your focus back on God and his strength and his power, and you'll find that there's nothing greater or nothing even the enemy can throw at you that even more remotely compares to what you are beholding in God. The world is looking for hope out there, and we get to live in that hope through praise. Praise can become your power focus. Your life begins to magnify and glorify the power and glory and strength of God. That's going to elevate your mood. I dare you to try it. You won't be depressed very long. If you're feeling down, put your praise on and you'll start filling up. Psalms 42. I love this one. I've always loved this psalm. David starts talking to himself. He's like had a bad day or something. And he's tired of being down in the dumps because he says, why are you downcast, my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Put your hope in God, for I shall praise him, my salvation. You see David, he's just in the courtyard. He's marching around. He's all upset with himself. Come on, soul. What's the matter with you? You know how good you got it? Why are you so downcast? Come on. Put your hope in God. Get your praise on. He's requiring himself to do something. You want hope in your life? You want to be a hopeful person? Put your praise on. It builds hope. Isaiah 61. I love this because uh, God says this. He says, look, I'll give you beauty for ashes. 
instead of sadness, I'll give you joy. Praise instead of despair. It's like God has given you a choice here. He says, you got a choice. You want some beauty instead of ashes? I'd take the beauty. I'll give you praise instead of despair. You want joy instead of sadness? You get a choice. Here's another thing that praise really we benefit from. Lots of, lots of things built into this, you know. Um, praising God helps me sense God's presence. And notice I said sense because God has always been with you, always will be with you, even though you don't feel him. Whether you feel him or not, the truth of what's going on according to God's word, which we firmly believe is God is omnipresent. He's always with you. He's never not once been uh, away from you or you have never not been on his mind. You've never not had his attention. He's always been with you. Even when he feels like a million miles away. That's faith, knowing that he's near, declaring his word. You might think, well, I never feel his presence all the time. Well, look at Psalms 139. Where shall I go from your spirit? <laughs> you can't get away. Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. If I take on the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall Behold me. He talks about how God was even with him when he's being formed in the womb. So what do you do when you feel like God is a million miles away? When you feel about as spiritual as a mud fence, just dry, spiritual, what do you do? Well, that's a challenge because it's really hard to take the step when you don't feel like it. So what do you do? I'm going to give you a secret here. Are you ready? Everybody's going to lean in. You do it anyway. You weren't expecting that, were you? You thought I'd give you some magical formula. Look, this, this is the truth here. It's easier to act your way into a feeling than to feel your way into an action. That's a principle you've got to live by pretty much in life. You, you have to feel your way. If feelings, if you're waiting for feelings to come before you do something, then feelings may never show up. But if you act your way into a feeling, you just do it, even though you don't feel like it, the feelings are going to follow. If you don't feel like being very loving and you start doing loving things, I guarantee you, you're going to start feeling like a loving, loving person. You're going to get all lovey and gooey. If you don't feel generous, you're starting to feel a little self-absorbed and, and stingy, but you start being generous, you're going to sense something shift, and you're going to start feeling really good, and you're going to want to do that more. If, if you don't feel like praising God, but you put your praise on, all of a sudden, you're going to feel more like praising God. You're going to start feeling more of his presence. You can choose to love, or you can choose not to love. You can choose to praise, or you can choose not to praise. We all have that choice. Life is really a bunch of choices. And so you make the choice and the feelings return because feelings always follow actions. And when I don't feel like praising God, usually that's probably when I really need to start praising him. And if you always waited upon your feelings to start praising God, then the devil will probably make sure you never felt like praising God. So you better get your praise on. Are you hearing me this morning? Awful quiet out there. Psalms 140 says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. Gives thanks is more of what... You're giving thanks for what God has done. Praising is praising God for who he is. They both go hand in hand. 
but the upright shall dwell in your presence. You want to dwell in this presence? You acknowledge by faith he's with you. God, I know you're with me. I know you haven't left me. I know you, you don't leave your children. You don't abandon your children. I know that. And I acknowledge that today. Thank you for your presence in my life. Even though I don't feel you, I thank you and I praise you and I love you and I honor you and I love being your son. God says, yeah. You'll start feeling something shift. Psalm 75, one says, we give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Why? Because your name is near. His name is near. He is near. You don't thank him to get him near. You thank him and praise him because he is near. That's a faith step. That's what we live by. Here's another one. Praising God enlarges my perception of him. Oh, this is a big deal. Uh, praising God, in other words, is God is going to get bigger in your eyes. Psalms 69.30 says this. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. What do you do, see when you look through a magnifying glass? It makes things look much bigger, doesn't it? It enlarges these things. Now, why is this important? The reason why this is so important is because when God is bigger in your life, your problems are a whole lot smaller. Very, very practical. I'll say it again for Zoe. If God is bigger in your life, your, your problems are going to get real small. They're going to shrink. And so when I'm always looking at my problems and focusing on them, then they get really big in my life, and what happens to God? He starts shrinking. He gets small. you got to get things in the right perspective. you got to get your focus back on God through praise so that he can have his rightful place and be big, amazing, huge, awesome, glorious, omnipotent, omniscient, powerful God he is over our lives who will always meet our needs and never leave us nor forsake us. He's always there for us. He is our defense. Bigger God, less worries, less problems, smaller problems. My problems shrink inside of God's greatness. Let God be great in your life through praise. Magnify him. Maybe that's what we should start calling our worship teams. Magnification teams. Because they magnify God for us. Yeah? It's kind of corny, isn't it? You're like, no, don't do that. Phoebe, don't listen to him. Right? That's not. Look, Psalms 145 says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I love this part. And his greatness is unsearchable. In other words, you cannot fully possibly ever search out God's greatness. You can never fully understand or comprehend because our brains are too small. There's no way. It's like the ant trying to understand the internet. It's not going to happen. You can try and pursue God, but he's so vast and inexhaustible and wonderful and eternal that you could never even touch the tip of the needle of who he is. Isn't that great? Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? This ongoing journey of discovering God in his greatness. Hmm. Oh, my. We have no idea what we're getting into. It's going to be good, though. Psalms 145, his greatness is unsearchable. If you could completely understand God, you'd be God. But we aren't. So... If you're having some worry issues in your life, praise God. That'll change. You know, there's another one I'm not going to get into, but I just want to mention it because I studied this out a little bit. But praising God reveals solutions I can't see. I mean, no, life can get complicated. There's things in your life you just can't unravel. They seem too big. It's too overwhelming. No answers. 
No peace. No solutions. Something about praising God brings you to that place where you begin to remove your own thinking, your own analyzing, and take on the mind of Christ. And the creativity of God begins to flood your being. You want to be a creative person? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And you will enter into a whole other realm of wisdom, supernatural wisdom, knowledge, and discernment that God has for you. And it can simply happen through your praise focus. Got to move on. Don't have time for that one. Sorry. <clears throat> Let me give you another one. Praising God helps me remember his blessings. And this is, why is this so important? I'll just touch on this for a moment. Because when you're going through a really tough time, really difficult season, like we said, it could be overwhelming. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, getting a little. Anyway, when you get in those situations, it's interesting because all we see is the bad. It's just negative. Ah, just, oh man, this is so big. I can't get through this. And what happens is it causes an imbalance in our life. We get thrown off. The problem's just so big. I, can't, I don't know what to do. All I see is this issue. You know, if you get in a relationship, well, that really matters to you, for instance, well, married, spouse, if you get in a fight or something's not going well, how many know your whole world's not going well? That's kind of like your life gets out of balance. The same way when we're living for God and, and things happen in our life, uh, all of a sudden, everything is bad. You know, Psalms 105, I love this psalm. I'll just mention this because the psalmist, was, he was dealing with a really bad situation, but you could tell what he did. He went back and said, we need to remember some of God's good blessings. We need to get things back in the balance here. We need to tell of his wonders and his might. It says like this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among his people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell, tell, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember, he says, remember the wondrous works that has come and that he's done. His miracles and his judgments he's uttered. He says, tell of these things and remember and make known these things. Why is that important? Because our problems we can overemphasize and neglect even the good things that's happening in our life. You know, life is not always all bad and it's not always all good. We get a mixture of both in life and every day. And when it's bad, we need to stop and remind ourselves and bring our lives back into balance simply by praising God and remembering, remembering how good things really are living in his presence as his son and daughter. You know, it also helps with your identity as a man and a woman. Don't have time to get into all this either, but we start paying too much about what other people say about us. You know, it's none of your business. What other people say about you? Did you know that? Did you know what you say to yourself? A lot of times it's none of your business either because <laughs> a lot of times it's not true. <laughs> Boy, we're, we can be a mess, can't we? <laughs> What's important is what God is saying about you as his son and daughter. And praise brings all that back into focus. I tell you what, it's a great self-esteem boost. Because you remember who you are, who you belong to as this son and daughter, who he sent to die for you and gave his life for you and how important and valuable you really are and that you are lovable, redeemable, and he loves you and he's got plans for you. And praise brings everything back into perspective. Don't have time to go into all that. They'll have the worship team come out. But the last one I just want to touch on which is a big one, is praising God enlists God's protection. It enlists his protection. 
God will fight your battles. Isn't that really true? Have you tried it? You know, some of these things, if we just tried it, you'll find out a whole lot. It really is true. You know, we, you've heard about the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20 when Jehoshaphat, Israel, was being overwhelmed by three evil, evil heathen armies that were coming against them to squash them. They were desperate. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt outnumbered? The odds were against you. You didn't know what to do. You just felt overwhelmed like, oh, is there really answers out there for me? And how am I going to fight this battle? Jehoshaphat felt that way. And God said, I'll tell you what to do because he sought God over this one. He knew they were a done deal. They're going to get their tails kicked. And God said, Jehoshaphat, get up off your face. Go get the choir. Send them out in front of the fighting men. Jehoshaphat said, okay, okay, whatever you say, God, this is weird. Sent them out. They started singing the praises of God and God sent ambushes on the enemy and they started fighting each other and the three armies destroyed themselves. <laughs> isn't that crazy? It's like, this is wild stuff, isn't it? The Bible's a wild book, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's got some great, cool stuff happening. But that's just a picture of what God said, I'll do for you if you feel overwhelmed, the odds are against you, you got a battle to fight, then let me fight it for you and begin to praise him. Begin to exalt him. Psalms 28 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, in him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts. With my song, I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. I love what it says in Psalm 68. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. How does he rise? When you focus on him through your praise, you begin to exalt him and he will be enthroned on the praises of the people, the Bible says. It's a great place to live. The Bible says the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and are safe where you run. He's a shield. He's your protection. I love what Paul and Silas were in a Philippian jail. You've heard this story. They were in locks and shackled down, chained up, rats chewing on their toenails, dark, cold, and damp. And what they do? They started singing. It's a great story. Philippians, read it. They started singing. And as one preacher said, <laughs> God started listening. You know he always listens when you sing and praise. He liked it so much he started tapping his foot. And when God started tapping his foot, <laughs> the foundations of the prison were shaken. And the doors flew open and the chains came off. Man, I'm telling you, you got to get God's rhythm in your life. You've got to get him tapping his foot. And that's up to you by being intentional and engaging God through praise. Let's stand together and let's get our praise on. Let's take a few moments and honor God for who he truly is. The King of glory. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts and to discover how you can connect, visit us at churchak.org or download our Church on the Rock AK app from either iTunes or Google Play.